And hello, everyone. This is Rich Sports Talk. Sports Talk worth a million. I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us on the program today. Well, good news, Jet fans. The season is half over, and the Jets are still in first place in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. I mean, I was saying it on last week's show. Is anyone really surprised by this result? I think the surprise was the Jets were in this game until the third quarter, and you look at the end of the game and the stats that Patrick Mahomes put up, and look, he is going to put up big stats. But I think it got to the point where the Jets' defense just finally wore down. They gave up the two big touchdowns late. But overall, I thought that defense actually did a fairly decent job against really the best offense in football. And the fact that the Jets were in this game for two and a half quarters is because of that defense. And, you know, I'm going to start off with Adam Gase and having one of his legendary post-game conferences. Oh, yeah. His quote, I'm doing this job to win, not to go out there and get my face stomped in. But this is also the same Adam Gase that would later say that it's his receivers are not getting open. Well, uh, Adam, is your resume says that you're an offensive genius, it's up to you to scheme them open. And once again, Dow Loggins did the play calling. Was better than last week because at least they got more than four yards in the second half. But there really, there really isn't a lot of great things to say about this team. I guess the one silver lining is Quinton Williams had another impressive game. He's really starting to come into his own, and I think it's smart the Jets aren't trading him. It'll be fascinating to see if the Jets make any moves before the trade deadline. If they do, of course, I will offer my reaction to that. But you look at this team, and I've been saying this, that the Jets are going to fire Adam Gase at one of two likely destinations the first to me and the most likely is if this team loses to the Patriots on Monday night next week they have the bye they'll have two weeks and it makes sense to turn it over or they're just going to give the entire season to Gase and at this point it's clear they're going to be moving on but they're going to let Gase finish the year partially because I think they're kind of hoping that they finish with the worst record and they feel Gase will assure that they will do that. But the thing that made me laugh is I saw some people in the media saying that the Jets are in trouble next Monday night because the Patriots could potentially lose to them and that Belichick will lose so the Jets lose the number one pick just to spite them. That's not going to happen. If you recall, if you watched any of that game today in Buffalo, which some of you might not have, but I did, the Patriots didn't look that bad, and the Bills do not look good. But Cam Noon had the costly fumble that ended the game. And look, it's been a transition period for this team, but I think Bill feels if he beats the Jets next week, he's 3-5. and five. He looks at this division, Buffalo 6-2, and two, but they've, they've played terrible, especially their defense the last couple weeks. I think that they're going to have a really steep decline in the second half of the season. And look, Tua and the Dolphins' defense look good today, but I think Bill's sitting there going, if I can iron out some of these kinks, I can get an 8-8-9-7 team and potentially get that last wild card spot. And look, he loves to stick it to the Jets, but I don't think he will ever stick it to the points where he has to lose a game. And it's on national TV. He's going to want to embarrass the Jets. And he also wants to make a statement because you know what the tabloids are going to be writing all this week is, 
The Cam Newton experiment isn't working. Belichick might be done. Belichick can't win without Brady. And you know he's going to want to silence those people on Monday night. And he's got the stage to do it against the hapless Jets. So I think that they're going to roll the Jets on Monday night. Maybe it'll be closer. But I just don't think the Jets are going to win that game. And at that point, I think you're either going to see Gase get fired then or you're going to see him get fired at the end of the season. And the reason I think next week could work is the first reason I already mentioned it is they're going to have the two weeks with the bye. But by that time, we'll we'll know the results of the election. And it will determine who is likely going to be in charge. Will Woody be coming back from London or will Chris potentially have this team for four years? And I think once that ownership is established and once we know that dynamic going forward, then the Jets will make a move. But you look at today, this was a good day if you want to take a look at the Chiefs offense, the innovations of Eric Bieniemy, and if I'm the Jets, Bieniemy has to be one of the front runners to me to be the head coach of this next team because you look at Andy Reid's coaching tree, those guys have gone off to have great success in the NFL. But Bienemy, he's done a lot with Patrick Mahomes. He's done a lot, especially with the running backs. Because don't forget, he's the run. He was a running back coach and a running back in the NFL, and that's a position where if you can get good production from the running backs, it also will take pressure off of your quarterback. So he knows the ins and outs of offense. I I think he will be a front runner for the Jets' uh, head coaching job and. You look that Kansas say they're buttoned up, their offense is rolling, they have great play calling, and you look at the Jets, and once again, terrible play calling. If I have to give Loggins a bone here, at least they convert on fourth down, which is something they never do with Gase. But this this offense is frustrating. It's maddening because Darnold was under pressure a lot, and Joe Douglas, I think that there's still a lot of work to do on this offensive line. Because if you look into what he was planning on doing, it was backing up the Brinks truck for Joe Tooney, but the Patriots franchise tagged him in the offseason. And this really wasn't a great class for offensive linemen. And outside of McGovern, who has been decent, was been a bit of a disappointment. All these guys, like George Fant, all these guys basically got one-year contracts. And I still think that there's a lot to do on this offensive line. It'll be a major part of the rebuild still going forward, but at least you feel confident with Makai Becton on the left tackle spot going forward. And Mims made a great catch today, 42 yards, but this is the thing that annoys me is he only had three targets in two catches. They have to get him more involved. I'm sorry, but if you're long and you're Adam Gase and you know you're gone pretty much, you should be trying to show that you can develop young offensive talent either for an NFL job or a college job, because you have to show that you can develop these players. And if I'm them, I'm trying to make P. Ryan and I'm trying to make Mims look as good as I possibly can. I'm sorry, but I've had enough plays designed for Braxton Berrios. Look, I get Mims has not been in this offense. I get that he's been injured, but you can tell the talent level between him and Braxton Berrios. There's a chance Mims can be a very good number one or number two receiver in this league. On his best day, Braxton Berrios is a fourth wide receiver and a special teams kick returner. I'm sorry, but 
Try the jet sweep with Mims. Try to get him the short passes in space. But you look, and this is why this team is such a mess, and especially offensively, this offense, you've seen more motion. You've seen a little bit more with logins and creativity, but there's still all the Adam Gase hallmarks. And the two biggest ones came back today. Well, one came back today, I guess you could say, because it's hard because they've been so inept. It's hard to judge them fairly. But the two biggest critiques I have of this offense, and I've had them since Gase took over, was number one, the play call where on third and long, they always run these wide receiver screens. I'm sorry, but they don't work. They don't do running back screens. I mean, they have P. Ryan, who is a guy that looks like he can be a screen-type running back, but they don't set up anything to him. They don't push the ball, and you can tell defenses know what the Jets are going to run. They're up close to the line. They know exactly what the – oh, they're going to run a wide receiver screen on third and eight, and it's going to get no gain or one yard. So it's a situation where that hasn't changed. The other maddening thing about a Gase offense is the halftime. This team cannot adjust. This team, if a defense goes into the half and makes an adjustments, they are lost. And they keep trying to do the same thing in the second half, and it doesn't work. And I'm getting sick and tired of hearing the post game. Uh, we just need to execute better. We just need to execute better. No, you, you, we know you got to execute better, but you also got to be a little bit more creative or try something different because it's not working. You look at the Jets. When is the Jets' offense its best? It has been, and I've been saying this for the past two years, when they are on script, when they script the first 15 to 20 plays of a game where you can practice them, you know exactly what the personnel you're going to have is, what you're going to run, you're you're basically following it to a T, that's when they've had success. You saw it the first couple of drives, they ended up with field goals, couldn't get points, which is another big issue for the Jets, and if you need to see how bad it is for the Jets... Darnold has four touchdowns this year, and Mahomes had five in this game. At least the Patriots only have three for the entire year, but I digress. So they don't make any adjustments, and you saw it last week with Buffalo, and they held them to four yards. You saw it again this week. The Jets had five three and outs in the fourth quarter, and one of the drives ended with the excruciating fumble by Chris Herndon, and Chris Herndon has more drops and fumbles than I think catches this year. I don't know what has happened to Chris Herndon because this was the guy who many Jet fans and people thought was going to take a big step because last year he had the injury and the suspension, but his rookie year, he looked pretty good. He looked like he was an athletic tight end that could stretch the field, could be a dynamic offensive weapon. And he has been an absolute disaster this year. He has been a disaster. And look, I think the Jets, they're going to have to move on from him because I just think he needs to change the scenery because something is not clicking with him. And it is just embarrassing how bad Chris Herndon has been. And look, it's a big issue because I think this team was really relying on him to take that next step forward or Ryan Griffin continue what he was doing last year. And both of them have been massive disappointments as tight ends and an offense where Darnold's trying to get the ball out quick. It It's a problem when your tight ends can't get open or hold on to the ball. 
even after they catch it. So Chris Herndon, an absolute disaster. The Jets are definitely going to need a tight end in the draft or free agency. But man, like when you talk about Jets that have wildly underperformed, I mean, you have to say the most disappointing this year has to be Chris Herndon. I know Darnold hasn't been good, but we were expecting Chris Herndon to be a productive tight end. And I mean, he doesn't even look like he belongs in the NFL right now. He has been absolutely horrendous. And speaking of Darnold, this was one of those games, once again, you see the good, you see the bad. He was efficient, didn't turn the football over, but he didn't make the big plays, didn't put this team in the end zone. But to me, the good news is for the Jets, I think that they're going to get the number one pick with Lawrence. And right now, you're just trying to showcase Darnold for teams. And what teams I think saw today was a quarterback that was overwhelmed by not having time to throw, by not having playmakers around him, but still was efficient, didn't turn the football over, and just needs a change of scenery. But Darnold also has to get a clock in his head because he has to understand that you saw it today. He only took one sack, but there was a lot of times he was under pressure trying to make some throws, but he has to understand that he's got to have a clock in his head. And I know Gase is probably not telling him this because Gase doesn't know what he's talking about, but he has to get a clock in his head where if the play doesn't develop in 1-1,000, 2 something like that, that he has to make a decision, okay, I'm going to tuck it and run with it, try to get a couple yards out of this and slide. And basically, he needs to learn how to slide. I mean, that was scary seeing him take a shot, look like he banged up his shoulder in the post game. He said he was okay, but we'll see moving forward this week because if you're the Jets too, I mean, you're trying to protect Darnold because you're probably looking to sell him. And if he gets injured again, that's just going to decrease his value at this point. But He's got to learn how to slide, so that's another thing Sam Darrell needs to work on is sliding, but he also has to understand that if plays aren't developing, either take off, get a couple, and slide, or throw the ball away. And I know it's not going to help your completion percentage, but I do think coaches are going to see that on tape and say, okay, we're seeing that his decision-making is getting better. We're seeing that he's getting a better feel for the timing of plays, and if a play isn't there to just die you know die another day but it was one of those games too where with Darnold you're like okay you saw some decent but he was 6 of 12 in the second half throwing the ball and I mean this offense too like I said it before with Mims but they need to get Perrine more touches and they need to get Ty Johnson more touches I mean really Gase and Longins they have to know they're not long for this team but if you want another job should you can develop some of this young talent man Use some of these young players because that's going to be your best shot. So it was, once again, a frustrating day as a Jet fan, but it was it was expected. I guess one of the silver linings, too, is that Le'Veon Bell had a terrible game against the Jets today. I mean, Bell had 38 yards on nine touches, and we were expecting, I think, a lot of Jet fans for him to have, like, two touchdowns at 100 yards. But, I mean, to me, in the first two games with Kansas City— it still looks like he has lost a step. And I do think the Jets 
I don't think the Jets have helped him with anything. I don't think Adam Gase certainly helped with anything. But I do think that this does show that Joe Douglas maybe did see that he was losing a step. And look, Joe Douglas's draft class, Ashton Davis had a rough day, but Beck didn't look good. I think Mims is showing promise. Perrine is showing promise. So I do think that he's doing pretty well in the draft class so far. We'll have to see over these last eight games. I think basically that's what this is going to be is developing the young players. But you're seeing flashes from from Quinn and Williams, some flashes on some of those defensive linemen, which is good. But it'll be interesting to see who's on this team after the trade deadline. Of course, I will give you my reactions and thoughts on that when that does occur. But once again, you looked at Sam Darnold, no turnovers, made some better decisions. And look, I think this is what Sam Darnold is going to have to do the rest of the year. And don't have the pretty stat lines, but maybe try to take some shots down the field, but don't have those crippling interceptions or terrible turnovers being smart with the football, and I think you're seeing that a little bit more today. I'd like to see that continue. Um, And you look with Adam Gase and Loggins. I I think you're seeing a lot of the problems with this offense. They're not scheming guys open. You're seeing Gase caught the receivers at the end of the game. And like I said, I think if he's going to get fired at one of two points, either at the end of the season or after this next game with New England, I'm thinking after New England because I just had the feeling that the Patriots are going to embarrass the Jets on Monday night. It's going to be the fourth primetime game with Adam Gase. It's going to be the fourth embarrassment on national television. The Johnson family will know where they're at in terms of who's going to be running the team for the next four years after the election. There's going to be the the bye week that the Jets are going to have the extra time to make a move, and they'll be 0-9 and pretty much in the driver's seat for the number one pick at that point. Although... At this point, they might just keep Gase because I think they know they're going to make a move, but they feel maybe that the best way to get the number one pick is keep Adam Gase, to be honest with you. But we'll have to see. I mean, Quinnen Williams, once again, another silver lining, proving he's a good building block. Le'Veon Bell didn't kill the Jets. But look, I mean, let's be realistic, Jet fans. I mean, you came in this game like I did, probably thinking the Jets were going to get beat 50 to nothing. And the fact that the defense kept this relatively close at 21 to 9 and if they can block on that last field goal attempt in the best drive of the game I thought for Darnold setting them up to get that field goal before half and when they didn't get I think that killed the momentum for the Jets going in but it could have been a 21-12 game at half and even in the third quarter was 21-9 so I I have to give this defense credit for at least making it relatively close for most of this game And let's be honest, the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. They have the best offense in the NFL. They have the best scoring offense. They have the best quarterback. And you just look at this team and you go, okay, at least the defense showed some fight. But we knew what this game was going to be like. We knew the Jets were going to be outmatched. We knew they were going to be outgunned. It's going to be interesting to see how they play against New England on Monday night. I think it's going to be a blowout. I just don't see how Belichick isn't just licking his chop to embarrass the Jets on national television again. But you look like this season, it's about looking at the pieces going forward. And we know that Beckton's a piece going forward. Quinnen Williams is showing he's a piece going forward. But it's going to be interesting what Jets are on this team. Will Marcus May, will Avery Williamson. And I think after the deadline, will have a sense of some of the guys the Jets might be looking at 
to hold on to to build the future with. But you still want to see more from Perrine. He's showing some good flashes. You're seeing some good things from Mims. He needs to be more involved in the game plan. Uh, Zuniga was active, but he didn't really play a lot today. I think they're easing him in. And look, for these rookies, ease them in. In a lost season, don't push them until they're ready to go. Uh, Ashton Davis really has been the disappointment. I mean, I like a lot of his athleticism, but to me, he's a guy that was one of these great athletes in college, is a guy that's still raw at playing. He's not a guy that's played the safety position for a long time. And I think you're seeing that in terms of his awareness. You saw him get beat on that deep pass early, get turned around. But he has the physical tools. I think that get him more playing time, try to get those mistakes out now and see if he can develop because he does have the tools. I'm hoping we'll see some more Bryce Hall. And I do think Cameron Clark, who's back off the IR, will get some playing time on this offensive line come the end of the season. I think you're going to see him take Van Ron's spot, especially inside a guard. And I wouldn't be surprised if you try to see the Jets play Chuma Aduga a little bit more, see what they have out of him. But overall, rough day for the Jets. But I think a lot of Jet fans are a little bit relieved because it could have been a lot worse. I think we were expecting the Chiefs to do even worse damage, and we were expecting Le'Veon Bell to just look like MVP Le'Veon Bell today. But that's the good news. But... I guess the other good news is Jets are still in first place for Trevor Lawrence. And once again, we are halfway through the season. Only half of it left to go. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our latest Jets content, including wrap-up of the trade deadline, the Jets make any moves. We will, of course, give our reactions to the moves and what we think of them. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. And, of course, weekly reaction after every single Jets game. But until next time, I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.